You're listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Mod Advisor and are able to give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. It's going to be a great year in 2022 at Florida Risk Partners now that IPFS is in the game with their total pay strategy, we can write excess and surplus lines and completely remove the agency bill from our agency. People, if you're not using total pay by IPFS, you're definitely leaving money on the table. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Having partners like Mineral only bolsters the fact that your clients do not care about the insurance. It's all of the value that you're able to add. And with partners like Mineral who can help with both HR and environmental health and safety, we can't help but win. This is Power Producer Shop Talk. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody, welcome to the Power Producers Podcast. It is Shop Talk Day, and we are back at you with Crystal Ware from the great state of Texas. And we stopped the last conversation because we were at a natural place to stop, but I felt like we were getting ready to move into what we had planned to talk about next. And that's having a clear vision and also mindset. And these two things are both really, really important to me, always have been. I mean, mindset is so important to me that I had an entire you know, segment of my new book dedicated to the producer mindset. I mean, it was actually titled the producer mindset. So, you know, I think that is something that's that's really, really important for people in any sales role, but specifically in our industry. So talk a little bit about that, Crystal. I mean, talk about vision and, and what your thoughts are around that. Yeah, I know, uh, David, a lot of your audience here are agency owners and or people that may be considering moving into an agency ownership and, you know, producers and other agencies. And when we think about what is going to bring us the ultimate happiness, you know, people sit around all the time. This is what I found. People sit around all the time and moan and complain and are unhappy with their life. But what will, you know, just taking arbitrary action moving to a new job, moving new careers, maybe I should start an agency, Um, just jumping to action without knowing what you envision for your life is worthless. Like you aren't moving in a direction of anything that's going to get you happy unless you know what you envision for your life. So uh, when I'm mentoring people or I talk to people about career guidance and where you want to go, you know, I try to get out and talk to college students as as regularly as I can, you know, maybe to get them excited about insurance for one, because uh, it is a great career. Uh, but the first thing people need to focus on when they're thinking about my life sucks right now uh, is what do I actually want out of my life? What do I see? I mean, sitting down and even mapping out, spending 30 minutes, um, you know, just thinking if I had X, Y, and Z and my life looked like this, that is my dream. That is what fulfillment looks like. I mean, I wouldn't say that I did that exercise when I was six, seven, and eight, 
but I always had a clear vision of what I thought my life would be like. And then as I got into college and law school, I really started honing in on that. And I think, you know, it's easy for people to look at me and say, oh my gosh, Crystal's so successful. She's had a great career. She has a great husband. Her life is just perfect without diving into how did that happen? I mean, it didn't just magically happen. Okay. My parents are not rich. I did not come from some wealthy background. My parents didn't know even how to help me apply to college, to be honest. Um, but I had this strong vision of what I wanted in my life. And then as I got older, I went deeper and, you know, more detailed into what I wanted from my life. And so I just think that's really, really important. I mean, I know now times, you know, in the last 12 months, 18 months, really feeling like since COVID, um, it's felt a little bit tumultuous and people are looking for a change, but I've seen that people will just take a new job. I got a new job. Maybe this will make me happy. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, you need to sit down and think about what's your vision for your life. There are plenty of exercises you can do. You can write a vision statement. Uh, My personal vision statement is to inspire people to live, love, and grow and find happiness in their lives. Honestly, that's, that's my vision. Uh, I mean, I started doing mission trips when I was in high school and then carried that forward. Um, and I just love helping people. Um, and so what is your vision for your life? What does it look like for your family, your friends, your lifestyle, all of those things come into play. And when you get clear on your vision, the rest will kind of start falling into place. It doesn't mean you don't need to still work and talk about and figure out the specific goals that you're looking for and how do I back into those, but it starts with vision 100%. So our bullet points are vision and mindset. How, how are they different and how are they intertwined? Well, so vision is really, you know, what you look around and see, like one day I woke up and of course uh, my vision on where my life was going has evolved. Right. I remember talking to actually when I was working at a big company and I was talking to my broker um, who had been the broker for this company for 40 years. Can you imagine? He started in the insurance industry in London at 19. Um, he had So when people say that insurance is not sexy or exciting, believe me, it is. This guy went around the world. He lived in multiple different company countries, worked for some of the biggest companies, and he just had a great, very interesting career. So I was talking to him. And I said, his name was John. That's uh, not specific enough to give him away. Um, But his name was John. And I said, John, you know what? What I dreamed of my life is happening right now. I am in a foreign country, learning about the culture, working in foreign business. And that's exactly what I had grown up wanting to do. I didn't have, it wasn't so specific that I knew exactly the industry or how or why and how that was going to work together. But I just really was getting on a subway in Paris and looked around and like, oh my God, this is the life I dreamed of as a little girl from a servo outside of Houston, wanting to get out and see the world and learn and grow and know about things going on in other countries and how you know business operates. I was doing exactly that. Um, obviously it's since evolved into wanting to get into entrepreneurial things and running a business, but, um, the vision is really the, the image that you have for your life. Like, you know, I want to live in this kind of house. I want to live in the country. I want to live in the city. I want to have a family with 10 kids, or I want to just have some dogs. You know, what is the picture you have of your life? 
that's hanging on your wall that you can look at and say, wow, I love my life. I'm happy. That's the vision. The mindset is how you wake up every day, ready to achieve and move forward to your vision. Um, And it's funny because I was running with one of my running partners who I met in insurance and this morning, and I was talking, we we were talking about that, the mindset Um, and, you know, you can wake up every day and you can focus on the negative things about your life, or you can focus on the positive things. And what your natural proclivity is towards that is going to define your life. If you focus on the negative, you're going to be unhappy. If you focus on the positive, no matter how terrible your life is, like everybody has terrible moments, some worse than others. Even if it's just saying, you know, I am alive. That is something positive. There's always something we can find positive to focus on. And that is just going to define your life. You can, you can whine and cry. Things are going to happen And that. And I think it's especially important, you know, if you're going to open an agency or if you're a producer, I mean, there's a lot of negativity, right? You get, you're calling people, you're setting appointments. People are saying no, shutting the door to you left and right. I mean, it's like, what, if you have a, you know, 25% um, win rate, then you're probably doing pretty darn good. Um, so there's plenty to get you down in the sales world. Um, and if you don't have that positive mindset, you know, thinking about this negative happened to me, this huge client I was working on for, uh, you know, 18 months, decided to go with another agent. If you can't find the positive in that or see something that you learn in that, um, it will wear you down and, you know, um, you're going to get burnt out and then whatever you've built up to that point is really all for nothing. Um, so if you go back to what your vision is on your life, that'll inform your kind of decisions, your career, which path you want to go. And then the mindset is going to help you win on that path or keep you stuck. A lot lot of good stuff in there. First of all, I, I think as far as the vision aspect goes, a lot of times people have trouble starting. Like you can sit there and say, okay, I want, I want this kind of house or whatever, but it's like, where do I start? you know, and, and I think it does change, like you said, over time, but maybe initially it starts a little bit more broad and then you kind of, you kind of figure it out from there. But if you don't put the action items in place after that, then it's just more of like a dream or a hope. Yeah. Like this would be cool, but it's like, okay, now how do we take action? How do we get, how do we, um, you know, you know, set the wheels in motion to move towards that. And that's, and that's the crucial part. Like anybody can sit there with the, with the, with the vision board or whatever and, and say, okay, I want these things, but okay. How do we make that happen? Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, also with your mindset is if you're here in this life that you're not happy with, and you spend time getting clear on your vision and you feel get very comfortable that this is the kind of life I want to have. And you put an action plan into place and you start moving towards that action plan. I mean, Hey, somebody call me. If you've ever done that, if you've moved towards your dreams and goals and worked on actions and it wasn't tough at some point, okay. It's going to be tough at some point. That is where all the magic is happening. And your mindset has to keep you moving forward. That what is on the other side is really more important than this really tough, difficult, you know, tumultuous feelings that I'm having inside right now. Um, because growing, you know, 
I mean, just think about kids. Growing pains are a thing, right? It's the same when it's we're stretching ourselves, we're moving, we're, you know, changing our minds. Um, it's it's the same thing that happens when you're shifting your mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. That's tough. You have to practice. You have to retrain your brain. If your natural state is to complain about everything and be unhappy, you have to work at it. Mm-hmm. I, I think another component of this that um, is, is big is like have a mentor too. Like if, if you want to do something and, and have something very specific in your mind, like, like even at its most basic level, like when I look back at sports, right? Like you got guys that are in college playing basketball or football or whatever, over the summer, especially like if they're going to enter the draft, they go work out with NFL guys. Like they go work out with the guys that are, you know, killing it in the NBA that are where they want to be. It's the same thing in any other aspect of life. Like if, if you have something that you want to do or be a part of, and there's other people out there that are doing that, find a, find a mentor that can help you and, and walk you through that. Why, why try to do it all on your own and recreate the wheel? Learn from somebody that's, that's kind of walking it on exactly. a daily basis. And that's what is so great about killing commercial is because you can put yourself in the same room with people that are doing what you want to do. And that is a good uh, tribe of people to um, ask questions about, um, try to get some mentorship, I think. And that that's one of the beautiful things. I'm not going to denigrate the legal profession because it's, you know, one of the oldest professions in the world. And it, there's so many great things about it. Um, but when you're building your time hour by hour, it's a little dif- more difficult to get people to strip away and offer some advice. I found that there's a ton of great mentors in the insurance space, and people are usually pretty open and willing to, to share. And if they're mm-hmm. not, then they probably don't have a growth mindset. They're not confident in <laughs> what they have going on. So they're probably not going to be a good fit for you anyways. Um, but yeah, don't, and, and you have to be unafraid, unafraid to ask and ask people, you know, would you mind sharing? Could we have a monthly chat? Uh, and then also be vulnerable and share some of the things that you're worried about or you're scared about um, because, you know, not no one person has all the answers and it's natural if you're moving through this path and you're trying to get to the other side of what, you know, you feel like your vision is and what's meant to be for you. And, it, and, and you hadn't got clear on that before. And now you are, and you want to shift gears and move into this other path, you know, it's going to be tricky and it's going to be tough. And, you know, sometimes you have to admit those vulnerabilities and share with people to kind of get beyond them. So. Yep. Yeah. I think the other thing though, Number one, I don't know. Some of this is going to boil down to DNA to me too, right? I mean, there's... there's yeah, some people are just wired to bitch all the time. Yeah. Like, well, it and, and vice so versa. True. Some people are <laughs> wired to go get what go get what they want true, out of yeah. life, right? right? So, I mean, I'm sitting here listening to what, what Crystal has to say. And, you know, it's not lost on me that she's also run, you know, half marathons, if not full marathons. You know, she's active. She's... It's just very similar. There's so many people in our industry, and it may not be just that exact one thing. But to me, if you if you do any kind of distance running, you're going to be successful in this industry. It's just my opinion, because I understand I understand what it's like. I mean, I know I don't look like it right now, but I've run three full marathons and six abs. And, you know, the mindset that you have to have and I mean, vision and mindset, probably that's one of the best analogies or best metaphors that you can create is 
it's no different than it is training and trying to complete your first marathon when you're opening a scratch agency or starting as a producer with no book of business or any of that stuff. And I mean, it goes back to when I ran the Marine Corps marathon the first time, it was a vision first because I, I knew I needed to get a trainer. I knew I needed to understand what, you know, what the race was going to do to my body. So I bought the DVD from the actual race to talk about the course and how things were going to go. I went so far as to take my MP3 player and select what, how my playlist was going to work so that certain songs hit at certain times based on my average running pace. So that when I got to a certain mileage that I was going to get like eye of the tiger or thunderstruck or whatever I needed to push me through. But I look at it and you know, the one thing that they said is everybody is going to encounter the wall. It doesn't mean it's going to affect everybody the same way, but the wall is going to be there and how you approach it and how you push through it is a hundred percent up to you. And I'll well, never and you forget. know what that was, David, having that playlist programmed in that manner, it's a mindset trick, you know, 100%. you're, everybody's going to, it's not, I'm not above that. It's not like I never have moments. I'm like, Oh my God, this is terrible. This is hard. How am I going to get through this? But it's having something to fall back on, some breathing trick or other, you know, vision statement or something that you come back to that grounds you into it um, because it's going to, everybody's going to encounter it. And what you're saying is absolutely true for a running analogy or Ironman, whatever, hitting the wall, everybody is going to hit it. It's how you, what you do after you hit the wall that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And in my situation, it was a completely different animal because um, I had the opportunity to quit and I didn't. Right. Like I literally probably should have because I more than likely did damage to my body. But I didn't train for that long to quit in the middle of the race. You know, we were at like mile 23 and all my muscles simultaneously cramped up at the same time, like the old Gatorade commercial where the guy's trying to finish the Ironman and you know, falls flat on his face. And I literally took one hand, you know, my hands and put one foot in front of the other until somehow my legs started working again. And I I ended up finishing the race, but. But here's the thing that you did, right. And this is what I would say is a differentiator. So I I don't remember if it was you or Kyle, that kind of asked what it's not in everybody's DNA. It's not, I do believe that people can train themselves to move in this direction, but the difference maker is What's your vision for your life? You're going to accomplish, if you want to accomplish X, Y, and Z, you want your life to look like this. You've made that decision. Have you really made that decision in your heart, in your mind, in your soul? Have you made that decision? Then you already made it. So when you get to mile 23 and all hell is breaking loose and your body is breaking down and literally you have to will the fibers in your body to keep going, you're able to do that because you already decided this is what I'm going to do. This is the vision and I'm moving towards it. And so that's why I think to your point earlier, Kyle, what, you know, why does the vision matter? It's because you can keep holding it up to the other decisions and it takes away decision fatigue. If you say, this is my vision and this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I I need to be happy. Then you can hold that vision up and your goals up against, you know, things that come through the daily life or decisions you have to make in your agency or your business or whatever the case may be, or how, what job you're going to take next. And you can say, does this align with my vision and my goals or does it not? If it doesn't, there's a clear, clear answer, say no and move on. 
Mm-hmm. Because the other thing that we find ourselves, you know, we're all wasting too much time on social media already, but wasting time on decision-making. Uh, David, I think I told you that the other day, you just make a decision, you go with it. I myself have trouble with that sometimes. So that is what I have to remind myself. Is this moving me closer to my goals and my targets and my vision, or is it not? If it's not, I need to let it go and not stress out about it, you know, because at the end of the day, all we have is time. That's the most prized possession. So we need to just stick with our vision. If it, if it, if it, you know, changes slightly. Um, but I really don't think the vision changes that much. It's what the end goals that are going to get us to our vision that changes. And for me, what changed when I was uh, speaking of earlier, Kyle, was that I, I had the story in my head that entrepreneurship was not for me and I was not creative or an entrepreneur. And somehow in my working life, um, I learned that that's not the case, that that is. And, and entrepreneurship was really going to be what drove me to my vision and not trying to be a VP of a hundred thousand employee company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but my vision actually hasn't changed. It's really how to accomplish the vision that changed. I think the yeah. other thing is in, and I've been talking about this a little bit lately. I talk about it in dirty one thirty, but I also think it's healthy to mix in some reflection time too, because you've got to be able to look back and appreciate what you've accomplished, where you've come from sometimes just to recharge you, to help you get your mindset where it needs to be and push you forward. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about dwelling on things that are negative in the past, but you know, for an example, and and I used it, I've, I've mentioned this a few times, but I literally have every single letter of engagement that I've ever gotten since I've come into the insurance industry signed in a three ring binder in the office. Wow. And the reason that I have that is because there are times where you hit a rough patch and sometimes you can look back and you look at, you know, I, I very, very rarely look at more than 10 or 12 of those, those letters. And I think to myself, what did I do to get in? How did the first meeting go? What ultimately got this deal done? Was there any specific, you know, air quotes trick that I used to to get this thing across the finish line? And there are so many times where that has pulled me out of a slump and I'm right back where I needed to be because I end up, I do forget things. Like I'll use the same tactic multiple times in a row. And then for some reason it falls out of my repertoire and then it's just gone. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take time to reflect, you forget things like that. And I think the main reason why I do that goes back to athletics and specifically baseball, because when you play baseball, you're going to get in a slump at some point. There's nobody who doesn't get in a slump. Tony Gwynn is probably the greatest hitter that ever played the game. And Tony Gwynn would still get in slumps where he wasn't getting hits. And so I think about that. And, and, and when that happened, what, what would you do? Well, number one, to Kyle's point, you go seek a mentor. So you talk to your hitting coach, right? You ask them what they see, what they notice different. And then you go back and you start looking at tape. And you're going to be able to see, here's what I was doing when I was performing at my absolute best. What has changed in my stance? What has changed in in, in my stride? Where are my hands? You know, is my grip on the bat the same? All of that. And you eventually work your way out and you find where the kinks were. But, you know, I think that, that you have to have that reflection to keep yourself on the forward path. But it's also part of your mindset to know that you need that and to actually go back and do it. Because if you don't, 
I don't think that you're op- operating at your full potential because you're going to be leaving. Th- you're leaving little crumbs along your path that you're just mm-hmm. going to forget about. And then the most important part on top of that too, is just to keep swinging because like, oh, yeah. th- that's yeah. the, that's the way that you, I mean, like I've been I doing played, that in golf for like 30 years. <laughs> I mean, like playing basketball, that was like you same thing. You're going to get in a slump. You just got, you got to shoot yourself out of the slump. And it's, well, and this it's, is ex- exactly what we use as a sports to lifestyle metaphors with my three sons is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if a pitcher walks a couple of people or hits somebody, if they cannot manage their mindset, what is going to happen with the next batter? You're going to do it again. Yeah. If you can't put that negativity, that loss, that bad feeling about, am I good enough? All that negative self-talk. If you can't let it go on each and every single pitch, you're just going to have a terrible headspace and you're going to be pulled out of the game really fast. And Mm -hmm. so you just have to let go of the negativity and you have to focus on what's great. Sometimes it may be conjuring up, you know, all these wins that you had in a notebook, whatever works for you. But um, that's that's really important. And having the sports analogies, because that's it, it, ultimately what leads people from being a good athlete to a great athlete, a world class athlete is their mindset. You know, there's a lot of gifted, physically gifted people. I mean, not that many, but, you know, <laughs> compared to who's in professional sports, there's still a lot of gifted people. It's having the tenacity and the mindset to keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of my favorite movies around that too is when Kevin Costner was in for the love of the game because he was on the mound pitching a perfect game and he would go out there at the beginning of every inning and say, engage the mechanism. And boom, like everything went went just blurred out. And if you've never been in that position before, I don't really think that you can understand what it's like. But I can tell you firsthand, you know, having having played ball at a, at a relatively high level and having played not nearly in front of nearly as many people as you would in Major League Baseball. But in, in some of my college games, there were a couple thousand people there and you would you would get out there. I would go out there to pitch and I was most of the time I was coming in and, and to close the game like I wasn't starting. I was coming in to throw gas for about 10 pitches and that was <laughs> it. And, you know, when you when you get in that position, like literally you're so focused, you don't know anything that's going on around you. To this day, when I played, it doesn't matter whether it was Little League or all the way through college, the only thing that would ever get in my head was my mother's voice cheering for me from the stands. That Aww. was the one thing that I heard that cut through everything. And so then you go to college, and she's not there at every game, and then it gets a little bit weird, right? And But... I just, I think it's like that. And that exact same thing happened to me when I was, when I hit the wall running the marathon, we were on, on a bridge. And I remembered, I was just looking straight ahead. I was looking straight ahead to where we needed to finish at the Iwo Jima monument. And people were falling out left and right all over the place. And I didn't see them, didn't pay any attention. And it wasn't until the race was over that my dad, my brother said, did you see how many people were falling out on the bridge? And I said, I thought they were like tying their shoes or something. I really didn't pay attention. He said, no, David, they were all passing out. Like they they were literally falling out from running the race, but it's literally like you hate to say a horse with blinders on, but it really is because when you're that focused, when you're, when you, when you've taken the time to identify your goal and you have a vision around how you're going to go about it, that mindset, if you get that locked in, there's literally nothing that's going to stop you from getting it except for you period. You're mm-hmm. the only one that can break it at that point. Yep. Well said. 
All right. So that's episode two. I want to wrap that one up. I think that's probably yeah. a reasonable place to stop. We we got a really, really good one coming up for the third segment. And I got to tell you, Crystal's got a big announcement. So you guys are not going to want to miss this. listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes